Yeah, don't don't not be recording. Ne- never not be recording. Always be recording. That's right. I think so. We did it once where we weren't. Re- well, what am I saying? We've done it many times where we weren't recording. This is true. There was one special day where Josh's brother did a whole like forty minutes, and then was like, "Oh, uh, I wasn't recording that whole time." Oh God! <laughs> oh no! That's so yeah, always be recording. Um, welcome to when will it end? Who do I say that to? It's such a silly way to start an episode. Welcome. I mean, I guess it's nice to. Are you? Do you feel welcome to the the podcast, Drew? Yeah, it feels. I feels like just sitting down in an, in an old, familiar, comfortable leather sofa. At this point. <laughs> Leather sofa, so not to the point where it's like aged and crackly. Wait, does leather get crackly like that, or is that just fake leather? I think it can get crackly, and I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking an, an an old leather sofa that maybe an old an elderly relative has. They've had it for a number of decades. Got that smell, that leathery smell, mm-hmm. comforting. Mm-hmm. You can imagine a roaring fire, crackling. Oh my, swirling. So a, both crackling. Both of them are crackling. <laughs> Everything's crackling. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is crackling. So wait, in the UK, do you eat things that are called cracklings? Yeah, yeah. So like the concept of a Sunday roast. Are you familiar with the concept of a Sunday roast in the UK? I think so. I listen to, I basically just listen to two podcasts now. And one of them is the Off Menu podcast with James A. Caster and Ed Gamble. And they talk about the Sunday roast quite a bit. But it's yes. just like a pile of what we would eat for Thanksgiving. It's yeah, it's well. basically no. like that. It's like a scaled down kind of thanksgiving or christmas meal like a roasted piece of pork or beef or there are you know mm-hmm. other things and chicken or whatever and then vegetables and all this that and the other but when you're cooking pork the the skin when it goes very crispy is referred to as crack there we go i had a feeling so yeah. would you imagine so it, say a gin yeah. perhaps i okay. say a gin appears okay <laughs> um, how would the gin do you think look for you? Which version of the gin do you want? Well, the pre-wish wish. What what gin are you hoping for? Well, so we're talking either the tiny, <laughs> the sort of firstborn little <laughs> tiny guy. Yeah. Um, but okay, incidentally, played by Vern Troyer. Troyer. I saw oh. on the uh, on the IMDb, and I was like, love it. So many stars in this. I know it's a cast. Well, anyway, we'll talk about it. But yeah, it's- I want to hear. So you have that gin, you have grown-up gin, I guess. Grown-up gin, or sort of slightly sort of slightly unnerving white guy with a sort of weird grin on his face gin, human gin. Yeah. Or your final option is a friend, loved one, acquaintance who he's murdered and stolen their face skin. So is there anyone <laughs> in your life that you would be okay finding out later that they might have had their face removed hmm. so that you could have a wish. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with any of the people that I know having their face ripped off for, for that. Yeah. It feels Most, like a lot. Yeah. It feels like a lot to trade in because the wish is you're going to get fucked over by the wish anyway. You're always going to, it's, it's amazing. There's no, uh, so, so yeah, the wish was for a crackling day where you get your crackling sofa, your crackling fire, your crackling, Harsh noise. I guess it's just crack- recordings. Yeah, <laughs> and your harsh noise crackling. Wow, I I feel like if you asked for a crackling day from a gin, that one would just work. I don't think you could get fucked over with that one. It like, seems pretty oh. nice. It'd be a bit like when <laughs> it's like uh, you got me. Oh no, you got me. It'll be a bit like when Kane uh, Hodder told him to like go away, and he had to just walk away. That was sick. No. Oh man, I'm so no. glad. <laughs> So glad you, um, eh, I don't want to for you forced me to watch this movie. I sort of put that on the guest that chooses that mm. it's a, it's under duress. I watched these movies initially under duress, mm-hmm. um, but I'm really happy. Did you listen to any of the John Grisham episodes? I haven't had a chance to catch up on them yet, but are they, was that your well, first time round with them as well? A lot of those films, mostly. Yeah, yeah. It was um the firm I'd seen, mm. and I think that was it. Mm. Are you familiar with? The whole John Grisham. I feel world. like I've seen the Pelican Brief at some point. Yep. In my like yep. my twenties. But yeah, I think in that's the... it. Yeah, that's all I've seen. 
that was a very um i don't think there's any like actual lawyers in that one either so you sort of got you got off a little light mm. with that one because mm. he's a you know he loves his lawyers but anyway uh this i've never heard of this movie and uh i accepted that it would be good because you said it would be good but i had no idea how good wishmaster was gonna be yeah i mean it's it's one of those films that i think if you saw it on the shelf at blockbuster or whatever like you'd probably think oh this looks this looks bad this looks bad right but it's not it is honestly a lot so much fun so much fun yeah it's um and it has a like it's a wes craven sort of like do you know the connection to wes it's a wes craven presents i think i think it's one of those you know when like he's probably executive produced it or something or produced it and someone else directed it i could get the imdb up and get some hard data yeah me too but um but he um he didn't write it right he didn't direct it i don't believe he did yeah so it's interesting uh it's interesting that this was like a west craven joint we he's he's scream guy right yeah he did scream and nightmare on elm street and and all that so he's yeah yeah like he's a horror lumen horror luminary um he must have just seen the i mean the screenplay must have crossed his desk and he saw it and just went yeah you know what yeah it's time to have some fun it's time to unleash the gin oh god the gin the gin Uh, gin. this 97 was a sort of a i mean i just did a quick search that anyone can do i guess horror movies in 1997 it's not a big year for like I think this was like a break year for the big horror stuff. Mm. I think Cube, which Cube. we've done on the podcast. Very Cube good. is big but Cube. Yeah, but it's Canadian, so it doesn't really count, I guess. Yeah, of course, actually. You're right. <laughs> Darn. So close. Um, but yeah, it was like Mimic and Event Horizon are like, that's about it. That was big yeah. horror. So I can see why, well, I can see sort of in one way that maybe the world wasn't ready for a Wishmaster, but also it seems weird that this wasn't just like, it must have been all marketing, why this didn't, this had the energy, I think, to be a big thing in 1997. It's weird that it wasn't. It is really strange. And, it's, and you look on IMDb and it's currently lingering at a 5.8 out of 10. And that, to me, is unacceptable. Well, I feel like, I feel like that actually might be the best rating for it. I think anything <laughs> that's... Five point eight is sort of a sweet spot, in my opinion, because it mm. means that a lot of people didn't like it too, and I think that that means that it isn't just like anything over a seven. Nah, eh, yeah, it might be good, but nah, whatever. If everyone likes it, how good can it really be? Right? That's true. That's very true. Yeah, that's sort of your ethos for your art, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like the the fewer people that like it, the better. It's just it's helped. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> just keep that's why the podcast we have 10 people that like it you know just keep it small great you but know. you know you you hit your audience and you do it so if ever if people give something an eight and it's like rocking out at an eight on imdb i think something's wrong so 5.8 that actually might be a good sign that this movie is a wonderful movie undervalued definitely appreciated by those um when was the first time you saw it what brought you to wish did you find it in a bin or wait, bin means something different in the UK. Oh no, that's you could right? I, you could I could have found a, a VHS in a bin, yeah, like in a in, okay in yeah in being discarded. But why anybody would throw a copy of Wishmaster out is beyond me. Oh, that's what I mean. So in the US, a bin means like you go to Walmart and there's like a a a wire crate that might have been used to house like a bunch of balls, okay, like basketballs, but instead it's full of four dollar DVDs. So when we go like bin rummaging, right? I think I just made that up, but no, I'm going to tell makes, you that that's that actually makes sense. And yeah, I think the first time I saw Wishmaster was on. I think I might have seen it on like broadcast television in the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s. And oh wow, yeah, like when just before you know before, before streaming kind of erased the need for anyone to watch like broadcast TV, and. Mm. I was just astonished from the from the get go. Like I, I knew yeah. there and then. I was like, "Hello, old friend." 
beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like beautiful going on a date that's very successful. Like you don't know enough about it. You, you know, do have you ever dated or are you currently on any apps? Did you ever do any of that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I'm on. I'm on a number of dating apps. Yeah, and yeah, as a very apt uh, analogy, the going on a successful date because you come out of Wishmaster feeling like this has got potential. This has got legs. Right, exactly. This is going you started with a cover that you're like, eh, what? Eh. But it has enough of the, the blurbs like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, maybe let's see what it goes. And mm-hmm. then you go on that date and it's just like, wow, this was so fun and magical and uh, full of carnage. Full of carnage. <laughs> so much, so much gore. I love that um, the director was like, his big ideas were two parties. Like the gin just thrives on fucking around at parties. And I think that's such a funny, like the opening scene is a party massacre and the ending scene is a party massacre. And both times he was just like, I just want to throw a rager that will always be remembered for all of history. It is, and let me tell you, <laughs> they, they, they are two slamming parties. I don't know. It's, they're memorable for uh, sure. Yeah. Which one would you prefer to have been at? Because um, I feel like he he went with different vibes. The mm. first one was much more. Um, well, I don't know. What do you think? The you you feel, you felt the, the vibe shift from fourteenth, fifteenth century to twentieth century. There was there was a lot more fear and just general terror happening in the in the uh, in, at the start of the film in the party in the olden days because of you know him just walking around openly being his you know, weird-looking prosthetic face gin self. And it felt a lot, it felt it felt like that was more, he was more sort of like proving a point, saying like, this is what I can do. Where is it at the end? Mm-hmm. In, in, at Beaumont's party, he's just having a good time. Like, he's just like, okay, yeah. fuck it. Let's yeah. do it. Woo! I think, yeah, and he, he shifts to the technology. You know, there's, mm-hmm. pianos didn't exist in the 15th century, so he really went all out on that piano murder in the new one. If that was but there was more like um beasts i feel like in the first the first party had that weird snake guy there was the snake who was I, cool uh, also gotta mention the the man's entire skeleton that rips out of his body ah. and then runs away and then bites some guy on the shoulder that was that was probably one of the early <laughs> early high point of the film that is when i knew i was gonna like this movie that like that shit you just don't even see anymore. And I don't no. know if anyone, I don't know. It's such a weird, we're, we're of an age where I just don't know if like a younger generation cares to watch like a animated skeleton rip through a body. But it's just like, this is sick. And it would all be CGI now and just sort yeah. of look fine. It would just look fine. But that looks like, it, it's like that kind of animation looks sort of shitty, but also incredibly great at the same time and it's it's such a fun era to to return to it is it's it's what it is it's the it's the 5.8 of visual effects is exactly you know like it's nailed it it looks kind of like a bit a bit dodgy perhaps a little Uh bit a bit cheap but it works and it and it's and i I love the fact that there's so much practical effects in in wishmaster there's a lot of like very cool very over the top like it doesn't need to be anywhere near as over the top as it is a lot of the time but it just goes for it it goes for completely. it it's just like it's just there's no reason for any of this movie this is one of those rare movies where it's like typically when you can sort of it's all filler mm-hmm. and it's i wouldn't cut any of it no and but i wouldn't add to it either it's just like it's a fucking perfect movie it's like 90 minutes long as well an hour and a half like dead on that, Dead on. You I don't, I, I you have don't the, get that anymore. You you couldn't get an hour and a half movie anymore. Like you need, they want you to be in the cinema for like three hours. <laughs> yeah, I um I got the Blu-ray. This is the first Blu-ray box that I've wow. purchased in years. Incredible. I think the last one I got was um the Wong Kar Wai Criterion box set, which I guess so that was only a couple of years ago. So what you're saying is you're venturing back into sort of legitimate cinema with the Wishmaster box set. Exactly. It's Long not just movies. It's, it's cinema. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Now I have, you know, I got whatever. Juan Carwai, he's fine. He's a little too dreamy. But then you get the Wishmaster box set and it's like, hello. Everyone perks their ears up like, oh, Charles is back. 
Boom. He's buying, yeah, he's buying cinema on Blu-ray. But I, I, I ripped it to watch on my screen. Fuck, I think it's literally 90 minutes mm-hmm. and zero seconds. Mm-hmm. I think it's exactly, exactly 90 minutes. And it's wonderful. It's, it's perfect. Like that, that for me is the perfect length, for a, especially for a, like a horror film or something like this, because it just allows the film to just nip along at a nice pace. You never, there's no sagging. Everything's important. There's lot, you're not never far away from something ridiculous or something gory mm-hmm. happening. It keeps you moved. It keeps you moving. It keeps you engaged. Genius. Yeah. And I think this is a fun... Like, if you were to compare this to uh, one of the worst movies ever made, Terminator 2. Yes. And, well, actually, I don't know your opinion on Terminator 2, but... Um, I find it to be terrible. But like, if you just look at the pacing of this movie, which is very similar, you have mm-hmm. it's similar to Terminator as well, mm. the first one, where it's just like woman in danger mm. and guy chasing woman. Mm-hmm. And it keeps cutting back and forth between those two. Mm-hmm. And Terminator, if you watch Terminator 2 again, it's just like the sag that you were just talking about. There's no sag in this movie. Everything mm. is tense, taut, mm. perfectly mm. held up. There's like, 40 minutes where you don't get the sense of the villain in Terminator 2. Mm. Where you're just like fucking goofing around with a dumbass boy and his shitty mom. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's very boring. And here it's like, it just keeps bouncing back and forth between badass basketball woman mm-hmm. and the most terrifying sort of unassuming white guy. This guy who plays Dejin is was perfectly cast for this guy. I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed with him. I've only ever I've only ever actually seen him I think in in this and I feel like he plays a henchman or a sidekick in like something like RoboCop or a film like that. But he was in He Lost. looks like a Robo Yes, he looks like a RoboCop guy. I, I don't think know he might be RoboCop, Robocop 2 or something but um but yeah, he apparently was in Lost. He played a Russian uh Russian guy in Lost and apparently is a, is, a, the show? is amazing. The show, yeah. Oh man, I think I might have to rewatch that whole show just to see him do his thing. But he is a delight. Like he's so his voice performance as the Jin is incredible. Like his the way his the, the way he's pronouncing things and his diction is insane. But so it's insane. So so good and so fun. But also just him talking as when he's wearing that. Nathaniel Demarest's face when he's talking as a human, he yeah, totally sells it. Like he's actually terrifying as the gin and really sort of slimy, but sort of kind of okay as a as a dude. And it's very yeah. very fun. <laughs> he's like a he's like a, a snake man. He's like a snake. He I don't know. He's a human that feels part snake. Are you a a Harry Potter? Uh, we don't need to talk about it too much. He just sort of looks like a. The snake guy in Harry Potter. You, Who's the snake guy again? Oh God, um, Mister 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 Slivers. I don't, I've never seen Harry Potter, so <laughs> Mister Snake. I think. I think it's Mister Snake. Yeah, Mister Mister S Snake. Yeah, they're not allowed to say his name, so I think they all just call him Mister Snake. Excuse um, me, Mister Snake. Mister Snake. Uh, yeah, he, this guy is had a career. Um, Basically, just mediocrity times a thousand, uh-huh. and I don't know why. His name is Andrew Divoff. He was in The Hunt for Red October. Of course. Played Andre. He was in Air Force One. Whoa. Whoa. Huh. He played Boris. Is he Russian? He keeps playing all I don't, Russian. I think he has. I think he is of Russian heritage because I, I, I seem to re- remember reading yep. somewhere that he's fluent in Russian. Yep, he is. He's, um, uh, he was, uh, he's a Venezuelan-born Russian, um, and he was in the movie Badass 2 Badasses, <laughs> which I guess now I'll have to watch. Uh, watch Badass 2 Ass Harder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, I've also just remembered that Andrew Divoff, the titular Wishmaster, is he the Wishmaster? Or is Alexander the Wishmaster the titular Wishmaster? Damn. Damn. There's, now you're there's one. Down. Big questions, because I think I would say up until the end, he was 
the wish. No, I think he's always the wish master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the wish master, but he just got. Um, is it okay if I talk about Star Wars for a second? Um, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I'll just, I'll just have a moment. You'll okay. Just, okay. I mean, okay. we can lead up to it a little bit. Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Ready? Yeah. Um, there's in that movie when. And I might not remember the exact quote, but I think one of them says, "When what is it? When you might when the the sword guys are wait is it that scene where the sword guys are going at it and uh, Darth Vader says something about he's like you're my you are I was used to be your student, but now I'm your master, and I think that's what basically even." But is that so? Then does that make her the master at the end? Because if we use the Darth Vader principle, mm. if you were once the student, you can become the master. Or did does Obi Wan even agree to that? Maybe Obi Wan got cut down before he could retort. He's like, well, actually, <laughs> gone. <laughs> I do not consent to the oh shit. Um, yeah, I think by the end of the movie, Alexandra has has certainly asserted dominance over. Over the uh, the gin, sealing him back in his, uh, in his in his op- fire opal. Um, Fuck yeah! But I think for a majority of the film, the gin's clear, the, clearly the wishmaster because he's very much, very much in control of everything and twisting everybody's wishes so they go to the worst possible thing, or in some cases, just random things happening to random the pies. like I don't think any of these people wish for anything but you've turned into you've turned into in like puddle or something that's true wait that's that's a great point I know I'm not gonna pick for problems because this movie is above that but it does mean he's like he can't harm people unless it's a well so he does it a few times mm. and he this does this is an interesting question of consent where he gets consent from one person but mm. I guess that's fine mm-hmm. so if someone yeah, because if he wishes to, like, if I wanted to say, uh, you know, murder somebody, sure. I'll leave it vague. I, this podcast is public, so I'll leave it vague. Yeah, you can tell me after. Unspecified. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We can set something up later. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll call, I'll call some guys. I think the wish is fine because you, it's no longer, you don't need consent from the person who is going to get murdered. That would be ridiculous. Then yeah. no one would ever get wish murdered. And Absolutely. We, we, where would we be? Yeah. There'd be nothing. He'd have no, yeah. So if he wishes for an exciting party, he doesn't need the consent from people getting ripped apart by piano strings or people getting stabbed by statue guys. That's just like the wish of the part. Yeah. You know, so That's you're it. unfortunately involved. Yeah. They've already RSVP'd. So they've, they've consented to attend yeah, yeah. the party. And it's right, like, you know, play. stuff happens at parties. Stuff happens at parties. You get eaten by people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's true. If you consent to go to the party, you're willing to be wishmaster murdered. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a general, it doesn't even, it's not even the fine print. It's just like an agreed upon social construct. It's, yeah, you, sh- you should know that as an adult. You might play Jackbox games or you might uh, turn into a, a, a guy with another little guy coming out of your belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god there's there's some perplexing uh interpretations of people's wishes that the gin drops on us throughout sick that's why this movie is so fucking fun it's i think because so that's the whole thing is everyone well, maybe not everyone did you have have you ever had a moment in your childhood or your adulthood where you've said if a genie popped out of a lamp i would have these are my three wishes. Is that something that you? Is that a UK thing, or is that just something that we do over here? Oh no, that's that's definitely that's definitely a question that I've been posed at various points in my life, and I I, I can't honestly remember what I would wished for. I presume I don't think I'd go down the eternal life route. Certainly not with the gin, because he'd turn you into a fucking mannequin with human eyes. <laughs> we saw what happened. Jesus, that seems crazy. That, was, that scene is bonkers. It's at, that's it's the least sort of gory scene in the film, but to me, it's the most disturbing because it's, it's creepy. That, it's that and, being trapped yeah. in the in the mannequin, and then when the eyes roll up, like, ah. 
And it's just no, very scary. <laughs> that scene is crazy on its own. Where like, I don't know who the director had in mind for the like real life version of this person, but mm-hmm. man goes into dressing room, mm-hmm. comes out looking sort of like shit. That mm-hmm. suit did not look good at all. It didn't look. And then, well, maybe I don't know. What do you you did you think well, she, he looked suave? I mean, I thought he. he I mean, it was kind of like ninety the nineties suit yeah. cut is never going to be flattering in twenty twenty. No. Um, no, I did like a flowing how, bag. Exactly. It almost like MC Hammer esque cut on the trousers. But um, yeah, I did uh, enjoy how the uh, person that was helping him choose the suit asked him if he wanted to try another suit, perhaps one that was tighter. Like, yes, please. Please, like a little bit, maybe down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, the response to that is really good. I can see why they. Get, I mean, it was the '90s, so they didn't really have to try oh. too hard. But his "I don't want to feel contained" was um, a wonderful line. But yeah, it's like, would you like one that makes you look like a human or like a jellyfish, like a ponyo? <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, "I'll take ponyo." <laughs> yeah, the ponyo's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or if you were to, but just, to yeah. you know, a, a, like a, a a red pig, the flying pig himself, turned into a pig man. Oh my god! Yeah, he should do that. Fuck. But just the idea that um a person working behind a counter would help a person change into a suit, because that's the thing is like, hmm. it's hard to know whether he has powers of just charisma. If he's like a high charisma guy, where people mm-hmm. just sort of feel drawn to him, because people start, talk to him in ways that I don't think are natural. No, he seems to be that able scene to especially. Me, that scene especially, and the scene uh, with the um, the homeless gentleman outside the pharmacy. Yeah, where he's suddenly yeah two minutes talking to him, and he's he's like, so how would you like this man to die? <laughs> well, yes. let me tell you in detail. He seems to yeah so exude yeah. Co- uh, charisma and draw draw these wishes out of people, most people. Yeah, I love that. It's like it doesn't matter because. And it is not explained. Like they don't say, "Oh, he's he'll get inside your mind and, mm-hmm. and sort of affect that." But everyone just sort of seems to lull into a stupor when mm-hmm. talking to him. Especially so that scene where she's just like, "You are now the sexiest person I've ever seen, and I I want to." What's well, unclear? Fuck you, or marry you, or I don't know. But she seemed really into him. Yeah, she seemed she seemed to be getting hot and bothered and. Even more mm-hmm. so when he made the money appear in her, her bra, which was yeah, which was you know. Is that I a guess, move? I think that is that's a move. If I don't know if I would recommend <laughs> it to anyone. If you can do it, maybe check with the person first. They're okay with somebody yeah. appearing in their underwear, but um, yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah. kind of a Tip move. Money. It is. A, I mean, it's a weird. It's a a weird question. I mean, it's it's a great scene. She's like, would mm. you like to pay cash or charge? And he's like, well, what would you like? <laughs> like? I've never been turned on by that question, crash or credit card. And now it's like, wow, mm. which would I like? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, can't I have both? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can you split that down the middle, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take some, I'll take some underwear money. Mm. Sounds mm. absolutely. Would you want? So, do you have like? Do you want to admit on the podcast any wishes that you had when you were either a child or an adult? If you got a genie, I mean, I would have to. I would have to assume at some point in in these discussions about wishes, I'd have been like, "Oh, I'd like to wish for a million pounds or something, something like that." Just because that's yep. what you do, you're always going to want to wish for three more wishes. But there's always going to be some sort of clause where they say you, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't wish for more wishes. Um, I feel like when I was a kid, I probably would have, I probably would have wished for a functioning actual like lightsaber or some sort of some mm. sort of like spaceship, like I know, like yeah. an X-wing or to be on the Starship Enterprise. Um, and I know that I'm um, sorry to interrupt, but I, no. I know that you're a guest and. You might not know the protocols, but I, I would appreciate it if you at least check in with me before you mention these um, things that are in a movie called Star Wars. I'm so sorry. It would help me at least get there. Do you want to, should we just stop the recording for a bit, actually? I feel really bad about that. Yeah, um, yeah actually, let's yeah, take let's a quick take a break. Minute. I'll go um, 
bleed myself with mm-hmm. leeches and mm-hmm. return. Okay, so we're back. We're back. Feeling woozy, but I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to keep talking. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Wait. Maybe I'm not ready. I'm still thinking about X wings. Do you want a, Do you want a few more minutes? Yeah, maybe another couple mm-hmm. minutes would be nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're back. You're right. So you'd want toys that are destructive. Yeah, I think that's. You want destructive what, toys. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think if you asked a kid, I mean, I'd, I mean, if you asked me now to wish for anything, I think it'd be such a difficult. Like, I think I'd probably collapse under the the conceptual weight of like, wow, I could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I if I could wish for one thing, it would. Yeah, probably will probably still be like a samurai sword or something because they're really cool. Like I really <laughs> like they are. Like, Wait, you can get a samurai sword. I mean, they might be a little pricey, but you can certainly get one without that, a gin. Yeah, but it's a lot of work, isn't it? Because he's like, <laughs> yeah, in this economy, so. samurai swords in this economy, Charles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I, I, and I'm, honestly, something is just sort of. Well, I don't want to be insulting, but as mundane as a samurai sword, I don't even know what the repercussions of that. Like, you might have solved the weird gin problem where he always fucks around with you, but like, if you're just like, oh, you know, he'll probably just fucking throw it at you and it'll just <laughs> impale you. As you wish. Uh, yeah. Uh, samurai. Stop. When I was a kid, um, I still am plagued not quite as much but i'm an eczematic boy mm-hmm. I w- i've always been an eczematic boy probably because of some vaccine or something mm-hmm. we'll never know bill gates that's my dad's that's my dad's theory yeah bill gates did it to me as a child um so when i i had when i was thinking about this as a kid i was very like how do i get the most out of a wish mm. so i would have like long wishes that had lots of parts like Mm. a bullet point so all one wish but it's everything within the wish so it'd be like i would like to have a better body wish but by in meaning that would include all these things so i would make sure that was very clear like this is the wish i want but it must follow these guidelines Mm -hmm. and i I think after watch so like i yeah i have eczema it was really bad when i was a kid so it would be just like, get rid of that, but also, you know, other things that I wanted done, which hmm, I don't even remember them anymore. That was the big one because mm. my hands are still like that. See, I wish I could get rid of it. It would be nice, but I'll never get rid of it. That's much more. Damn. makes me feel a little bit, a little bit materialistic, just wishing for a samurai sword now. I feel <laughs> like I probably could have done something. I could have, could have done something without that. Oh, I mean, I guess I've got two more. But two more wishes. You so. do have two more. Two more opportunities. You have to remember that this is a part of the gin story that has did not get into American culture. Is mm-hmm. that the third wish unleashes hell on earth? Yeah, his masters uh, will be coming through the sort of wobbly CGI walls. Wob wob wob. Yeah, yeah. There's. I love how they reference. Uh, you know. When when Alexandra goes to visit the excellent um, Professor Derleth, and she she's telling her that you know forget what you know about genies, like forget what you know about like it's not Robin Williams or or like Lucille Ball or whatever. Yeah, and it's like no, that was shit was awesome. I she's a great character. She's I loved her for sure. Like I really enjoyed the scenes with uh, Alexandra and and the Professor are really refreshing because. It, like literally every guy in this movie is like a creep or a bit of a like a weirdo in some way. She gets hit on in every scene with a guy. Like it's amazing. Immediately hit on by like her best friend at the start of the at the start of the film when they're playing yeah. tennis, and you've got that excellent late nineties fart rock soundtrack occurring in the background. <laughs> yeah, fart rock. Like, Why don't we? Do you want to go on a date sometime? <laughs> like. She's no. like, yeah, maybe go watch some basketball and eat weenies. And he's like, no, it's a date. I want a date. <laughs> the ending of this movie is weird. Well, we'll get to it, I think. We'll get but to yeah, that. Uh, creepy. And this is another comparison to Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the whole thing in Terminator 2 is about this woman who's like nonstop sexually 
harassed mm. everywhere she goes mm-hmm. by a bunch of men. Mm. And at the end of the movie, that movie, she fucking dispatches the leader of men, mm. or I guess robot leader. Yeah, it was a cyborg as leader of men. Yeah, I think if it came to, if it came down to it, cyborg is going to probably win. Right. So, so she dispatches the leader of men, and in in this movie, she dispatches the owner of men, the Wishmaster Jim. Mm-hmm. So it's like strangely similar movies, just about like two women who hate being in, surrounded by all these dipshits and mm-hmm. finally gets control of her life. So unfortunately, the control she chooses is to give the weirdest kiss on the mouth to Josh. Mm. Was his name Josh? It was I Josh. Name. Yeah, it was Josh. Yeah. Forgettable name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to know someone named Josh. Back in the mist um, of time. Yeah, the mist of time. So yeah, but um, it's a it's a it's a cool like that's why this there's this weird story about her parents burning to death, which yeah. I didn't really need per didn't se. Need to, but didn't really need to be in there, I don't think. But it was a his, weird choice. It was a weird choice, and her sister so unsympathetic towards her her obvious <laughs> like yeah chronic PTSD and like oh, yeah. trauma from seeing her parents burnt alive. And and she, I, I mean, honestly, I think I'd have probably swung swung by for the mum or the dad and left and left the sister behind because she's not not yeah. very supportive at all. Not a good choice. No. Oh, it's interesting that at the end she didn't wish for that. Mm. Her sister's burning in the picture, and then she could have wished for twenty ten years, whenever it was. I wish mm. I'd saved my mom mm. and not my sister. I can't stress and that not enough. my shitty sister. Listen, Jin, you've got to get this bit right. No sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. But now I realize, speaking of the wish, like, if I had wished for, like, n- no more eczema or whatever the wish would have been, the Jin would have fucking... He's such an asshole. He would have... Well, he, could, he would have, like, inverted my skin so the eczema is, like, on the inside now and I'm just, like, lumps of blood. Yeah. Or, you know, you'll have no skin. <laughs> no skin at all. Exactly. You're just raw no muscle tissue. Ah, and then you'd explode cool, or something. Your eyes would melt at the end. Yeah, yeah. This the the good line that reminds me of the woman who's who's like Beaumont wishes for a sick ass party, yeah. and then the first woman who's just like, oh, I feel like you can see right through me, and then she turns into glass and then blows up glass, and all the glass rips people's faces off. Oh my god! Whoever did the stunts and just like came up with the sickest party ever just like what a great writing session that was like let's well, what, what do you think if we turned a bitch into glass and then she blew up and killed everyone oh around dude her? that'd be so cool. awesome <laughs> so sick let's do it how about the uh, um the excellent part where beaumont vomits up some sort of flesh spider that starts yes! on the floor and then just dies and it's like i don't even know what that I don't even know how that. What is that? Who wished for that? Is that is that someone's wish? Is this his wishmaster? He's just doing a little bit of like, oh, this one's for me. They'll have both. Yeah. <laughs> one for them, one for me. Yeah. <laughs> They're all. But for yeah, him. I mean, Drew, you have to remember that when you go to a, when you wish for the sickest party, anything can happen. At, at that point, it's all for him, all for Jen. It's all. Yes. Yeah, that I I thought of you when that happened because I feel like in our conversations, you've always been you bring up like body horror a lot yes. and uh that was like a level of weirdness that i don't even know if it fit in this movie it There's felt a like lot. outside of this movie and that's but that's something that i really love about the film and the special effects like especially you know especially in the party scenes at, that bookend the film that you can ju- there's just like so much creativity and it feels like they must have given the special effects department like a little bit of like, oh, because there's that one, there's one person at the start where the gins turned a lady into sort of like a tree lady and she's got like twigs yeah. going off the back of her head and her face is so all wooden. Cool. And that looks like something out of like Nightbreed or some other kind of like horror film. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like, doesn't necessarily fit, but it doesn't not fit as well. It's just like an interesting, like another interesting thing to look at. There's some very creative special effects and, and the, and the deaths, the deaths, Death by Wishes are all excellently done. Yeah. Are you um, a, a fan of Cabin in, Cabin in the Woods? 
Yes. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm it sort of reminds me of the end of Cabin in the Woods where they're just yeah. like, every, all your nightmares are here. And here's, yeah. here's a merman and here's this and here's that. And it's just yeah. like, this was such a fun, like they really, I think the imagination there, it's great. It's just great to see these mm. guys just be like, what weird gory shit there's no limits and i like that they didn't feel limited they just were like great what fucking weird shit can we do in the costume department today? yeah and it was yeah it's a vibe that it doesn't really i haven't seen a movie like this i don't think quite like this it kind of has that um sort of gory reckless abandon that some of the like japanese horror films like maybe tetsuo or yeah some of the more out there uh, horror B movies like um, Reanimator and From Beyond. Um, there's a special effect. There's a special effects person screaming mad. George is is his name. He's a, a Japanese special effects artist, and he's quite notorious for that. It re- I, I had to check that it wasn't screaming mad. George that did the special effects on this because there's some. He's got that kind of like warped body horror, but kind of cartoony at the same time. Yeah. There's a kind of almost a sort of sadistic Bugs Bunny vibe to Wishmaster that I kind of <laughs> enjoy because it's like yeah there's not like it doesn't it doesn't take itself super seriously but it also isn't a joke it's not like it's not meant to be it's not like it doesn't set out to be funny but it has got a sense of humor that it's quite clear about and I, I think that's really represented in the in the in the special effects as well that sort of zany cartoony but very gory and horrible at the same time very fun yeah that's a really great point i love that because it's it's true this movie could have been way more jokesy um there were a few like one-liners sort of like arnold schwarzenegger style like the like you can see right through me and i think he Mm -hmm. had a couple but they're not funny they're just like oh you can see right through me and then the most disgusting terrifying shit happens like oh god this is this is not funny at all so it does it's cheeky yeah, and still just demented. It's such a fucking. I think that's sort of why it separates from. But you're right. Japanese, the Japanese horror from this era too has that same sort of like mm. weird, not quite as light. This feels like almost light at times, and then it gets right back into it. It does have yeah. It's kind of got a playful edge to it that I really enjoy, and it feels as well. It, it kind of feels almost like like almost episodic in that you get the little bits of plot and then you get the wishmaster the gin claiming another soul and the gross thing yeah. happening and then a bit more plot and then another thing happened you never thought you know it's only ever a few minutes away from another cool little special effects like set piece type thing that's always fun and yeah fun. for instance the this homeless guy um wishes cancer upon the nasty pharmacy owner and then this guy just Jesus. basically turns into some sort of Plus fit for me in front of 30 seconds. It's, yeah, it's I, extraordinary. I mean, uh, I've never wanted cancer, but certainly after seeing that, I'm Definitely. not for me. Definitely. That's not fun. But I do, I love that because it, it feels sort of silly and loose, like, oh, here's he's getting another soul. And then it comes together at the mm-hmm. end where he's like, come look at my nightmare world where all the people that I've interacted with are actually living here with mm-hmm. me. The mannequin woman and I see where they just like cross cut between all the different people feeling his power. It's like yeah. they really tie together his shenanigans, not in just I think another movie could have been like Cancer Guy, great, that's ten minutes. We only have eighty more minutes to go. Yeah. But here they really like thought about, wow, this guy's going around collecting people. Yeah. This because I didn't understand that it has to be three wishes from the same person. I was wondering yeah. how they were, this movie was gonna be very long. It's like, oh, three wishes that'll happen the way he's been going he's done two in five minutes yeah but he collects people and then when they get to their third it's such a great concept i am i don't think i'm getting ahead of myself i'm definitely not asking when will it end this movie just like it's just like let's go back to the crackling leather shall we can we like we? sitting on the couch crackling mm. next to a fire crackling eating what is it pork Pork crackling. Pork crackling. Yeah. Crackling. Yeah. And perhaps you spy on a bookshelf nearby. Oh, what's this? Is that a a leather tome that I would like to crack into? Oh. Take it off the shelf. Beautiful. 
crack that page. Mm. More crackling. This is just like the. This is like I would read a two thousand page novel, and this is just like <sighs> the author's note. I'm so ready for more, and I'm. I know this is going to get bad. I feel like I feel like my Wishmaster Four. This might not really hold up, but who knows? We've been surprised in the past. I'm just. It this can go. This can do so much. Mm. It's great. It's, yeah, it's honest. I mean, I, 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 on the strength of seeing this film, I would never, I would never ask when will it end because it's just this. Like I say there's so much potential. I almost feel like you know it could like I would watch endless, endless iterations of just him going around trying to get someone to make three wishes and sort of failing, but still having a yes, like. It's got legs. It's going somewhere. It is that. It's it's like it is that. It is that exciting. It's that exciting date that that went really well. And he's like, oh, I can't wait for the next date. Literally, right? It's please exactly text that. Me. Please, Wishmaster. Yeah. Please text me. <laughs> As you um, wish. This, <laughs> ah, this could have been. And maybe it was. I didn't really look into it. But this has. This could be like an eight season, early two thousands like serial. What I don't know if shows were like, well, like, like just every episode, every, like a Buffy. This could be Buffy. Yeah, this could real. have been every episode, every week. You get Wishmaster fucking with people. Yeah, because that's so fun. Like, it's so one good. of my favorite little moments is when the guy's like, "Oh, you want me to sell it my friend who I want to fuck too?" And <laughs> what's in it for me? He's like, "Baby, you can tell me anything, and you can have it." I just gave you like millions of dollars worth of diamonds and shit you could have anything you want and he's like hmm all right my imagination's the limit what about one million dollars <laughs> buddy and then it's like great that could have been the end of the scene he goes to her house and the story continues yeah and we just get a 30 second moment where his mom <laughs> signs away <laughs> which so i didn't good. know how wills yeah like, is that how wills work? You go on a plane, they're like, oh, who would, by the way, if this plane crashes, who gets all your money? It's like, <laughs> oh, my son, Nick. He's such a good boy. And then oh, it just cuts the plane exploding. The and then back to the story. It's so good. <laughs> but you could you could spin that out. Like, that could have been an episode. That could have been, right. you could have been following this, you know, this lady going on holiday and then this explosion happened. You know, but no, 30 seconds. And I love that it's like stock footage of an airplane taking off and then. Right. And Extreme close yeah, yeah. of a non-specific explosion. <laughs> it's so good. And that's the shit that this movie, like that movie, that moment, I just felt so ecstatic. Just like it was such a great movie moment where mm-hmm. none of it needed to happen. And they knew that it should happen. It just mm-hmm. needed to happen. And it didn't at the same time. It was so good. And that, God, I just want someone to revitalize this series and turn mm-hmm. it into a show. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi channel or I remember, the, yeah, there's got to be some. Yeah. FX, FX, yeah, something like yeah. that. Hulu, yeah, Amazon Hulu, Prime, come pick throw this some shit money up. into it. Yeah, exactly. It's the leaving money on the table. I think so, and I don't know what money is anymore because, like, I feel like people would still subscribe to Netflix even if they stopped making bad shows and movies. So I don't really know why they're spending money to make it. It's really interesting, but they are leaving non-existent money on the non-existent table. Exactly, if they don't make this Wishmaster show. They should. I don't it think should. Netflix is right. Do you think Netflix is right for Wishmaster? I don't know. I feel like it would need to be... I don't know. Netflix can do gore, though. It can do a little bit of gore. But I think it feels like it would need to be maybe Shudder or something like that. Or maybe there's mm. a, like a... I know that Troma have a, a streaming channel on Amazon Prime. Something like that. Somewhere that there's money to shuffle towards some people. Yeah, Shudder is actually a great choice. I think Shudder would be... Yeah, I, I think you're right. We need to keep the gore intact because that's mm. part of it. And I don't think any other... I don't think a Hulu would, would really go for a big gore show. No. But Shudder would be perfect. Mm. This is great. We should... I don't know. Do we know... Do you, do you know you... anyone at Shudder? I don't think I do. I mean, we could mm. just sort of... Let's write a screenplay. Let's write a screenplay. Who, I mean... Let's do it. Because I'm thinking, have you seen any of the films? Have you seen The Void or um, Manball? I think it's yes, Ash- I've Astron- seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Astron, Six. Astron Six. Yeah, yeah. And they made. I've seen uh, a few Astron Six. Yeah, and I think they made Psycho Goreman as well. A recent. Uh-huh. Um, they, yeah, that was fun. That was fun, and I'm thinking, you know, 
they've got a, a similar i feel like they're of an era that, that they would probably have seen wishmaster being in the late oh 90s. absolutely and it feels yeah. like if, if, if someone was going to do i would want it to be somebody like them someone that had an appreciation for the humorous side of it but would also be able to make it look really good and probably be able to do it for not much money either yeah so. no that's their their vibe is fun i like i like those those weirdos um this so yeah this is like they made money on this but it was like a five million dollar budget which is crazy mm-hmm. i think that, that was a five so much wow. shit happened in them how do they make all that and only spend five million dollars i don't understand damn this economy does stink and they it only made really 16 good. so, so it's like it would triple their money but it wasn't like a a huge success it's interesting that they decided to go forward with wishmaster 2 evil never dies well they had to they had to do it because evil never dies how could <laughs> they not true. like is evil dead at the end of wishmaster one no not at all Mm-mm. it never dies we need to we need to no, go it's... again we need one more please yeah 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 it's in the fire opal going <laughs> i'm a tiny little guy inside a fire opal <laughs> you'll never get me it's um it does mean so that I guess that's true. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited because this one, Sorcerer Traps Jin in Jewel. Mm-hmm. Um so it took lasers to get him out. And now I'm curious. We pull back. I'm just sort of because like in genie stories I'm familiar with, you rub a lamp. That's uh-huh. it. Anyone can rub a lamp. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how he gets out again. This is gonna be fun. They're gonna I mean they're going to at least need a laser. At the minimum, they'll need a laser. One laser. One please. very strong laser. Yeah. And please don't talk about... I'm not ready still, so don't talk about... My lips thank are sealed. You. I won't. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, this is going to be very hard, but I do think we should do it. Um, horror franchises, we do most valuable death mm. in addition to most valuable person. So Excellent. there are a thousand deaths in this movie and it's so impossible nice. to choose one do you have any standouts you don't have to maybe not an mvd but uh, uh most i don't know yeah fun death your favorite one right now on right now on the spot right now i'm gonna say and this is right at the start of the film it's the it's, it's the guy whose skeleton rips itself yeah. out of his body runs away and then bites another man on the shoulder <laughs> and kind of goes <laughs> Whilst it does it's it. the yeah it's, it's so honestly good. it's i hate to do it but that is the moment when you're watching this for the first time where you go oh this is what i'm in for mm-hmm. this is it and i think not only is it an amazing special effect it's just like it's crazy it's just this guy's on the ground going please help me sorcerer and then he's suddenly his hand rips out of his body and it's a skellington hand like, what the fuck? Of, I didn't. Yeah. There's a, there's sort of Never like incredulous look on his face as he's like looking at his own skeleton hand coming out of his body. And he's like, ah! staring yeah. at it. It's but so then he good. fully, once he's free of his skin, he just turns into a little giggling, biting skeleton. And it's just, it's great. It's honestly, that, I think it's, 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 it's that moment when you know. It went. That's yeah. the moment that I fell in love with Wishmaster. But I'd, but I must stress that that is that is one of. I don't think there's a bad kill. Like bad quality wise, they're all of equal quality. They're all very very good and distinctive in their own way for various reasons. But I couldn't. Yeah. Um, you can't. You can't overlook the skeleton guy. <laughs> I'm going to bring up one, and I want to hear your thoughts. One of them felt a little bit forced and actually i'll take it back i would have cut this okay i really liked the dialogue between the second security guard i love that that's like the the they're like hmm what do we need we've done one security guard mm-hmm. like we could just do another security guard that was fun it's like, all right let's do another one i don't know that the houdini reference a really stands the test of time and it's just yeah. sort of a boring one. I, I don't know that was the most boring death was just putting him in some water I think. Yeah, you think? I mean, did you like that moment? Well, I love that moment because that's Tony Todd playing Johnny Valentine. They they go. <laughs> he goes to the trouble of introducing himself. No, as, that scene is great. He's so, so fucking good. good. Like Tony Todd, obviously yeah. uh, Kern Worf's brother from Star Trek. 
Okay. Good one. And um, Candyman and various other, okay. various other roles in other fun things. So I'm always happy to see Tony Todd. And I love, I absolutely love him smack talking the gin. It's so he, good. He gives the gin a run for his money. He's, he's got that kind of, you know, you're not coming in and protecting the person that he's been following. And I do feel that the gin does do, does do Johnny Valentine dirty a little bit. Like he deserved a better death. Than that, yeah, because exactly. he literally just gets locked in a big tank of water with a straight jacket on. Yeah, I mean that sucks. I wouldn't Which want that. Sucks. But... I mean, it's definitely bad. Yeah. But I'd be, I, you know, yeah. And I love how quickly you know. that, jo- like, he's giving it all. Johnny Valentine's like, "You're not coming in here, Jin." You know, blah blah blah. And then he's like, "Wouldn't you like to get away?" <laughs> and immediately, Johnny Valentine's like, "Yeah, yeah, yes. I would like to escape." Yeah. No, that's and then fucking rules it. It might be my favorite scene in the whole movie, which is uh-huh. why maybe it's so sort of a letdown when he just gets Houdini drowned. Because uh-huh. it's just like to see that charisma again where this guy's like, I'm taking my job incredibly seriously. Uh-huh. You're never coming in. Uh-huh. And then just one sentence, he's like, but wait, do you, you don't really like this job. And you imagine a future where you're doing different things. And he's like, fuck, I am doing that. And you just see him break down. It's so good. And the actor is amazing. He does it so well. Oh, it's incredible. It was great. It was so fucking good. And then he just hmm, then he drowns. In, it's just Maybe he doesn't drown. Maybe he figured it he out. He might have got out. What if he what if what if what if it's Wishmaster 2, the ballad of Johnny Johnny Valentine? Wait, evil never dies. We turns out that Johnny Valentine is pure evil. He cuts the Wishmaster's face off and becomes yeah. Wishmaster. Ooh. That was sick. The guy who gets his eyes taken out when he's yeah. like hey what are you doing in here you're not hey, yo. to rip up bodies <laughs> get here i love that's like my favorite thing and a lesson i've learned is if a gin ever asks you do you want the pain to end do you want <laughs> to not be able to see this and like open-ended questions about that just like no i mean to be very specific in how i wish for mm-hmm. you stop doing all your cruelty because yeah like do you want us you want us not see this anymore boop no more eyes not just no more eyes but sort of weirdly healed over like scar tissue kind of eyes which was like he just seems to at every point the gin is just like yeah this one's for me it's all for me really in the end like i'm gonna make it (laughs) suck really loads as much as possibly could he's beholden to making this guy's life bad and then he's like and then just a little seasoning just little you know, that's, yeah this would be boring otherwise exactly let's i think we should end well maybe this will come up i'm gonna choose the it's a hard pick for me for mvp but i'm gonna choose uh well, i don't even remember her name this isn't new for me the I professor no, no, the main character. Oh, Ale- <laughs> Alexandra. Yeah. Alexandra. Alexandra. Yeah, she's amazing, and I love mm-hmm. her weird basketball story. Oh, like, stillness, Charles. Uh, stillness. You've got to stillness. use stillness. What a why, like that and the parents dying. It's like, we didn't need that. We don't didn't. need her to have been like a child basketball coach who's not very good at her job, like giving weird pep talks to eight-year-olds to defeat the Wishmaster. <laughs> Um, but I do love that she like reads up on gins and there's like a tiny montage, her like training her training montage, just like yeah. reading books. And it she fucks up. Her first wish is is bad. Where she's like, I want to know you. Yeah. And she left it too open. So he's like, Yeah, welcome to my nightmare. Fuck. How'd you like it inside my gem? I feel like the gin played it easy on it. But that's the thing, the gin knew that she was going to be the one to get to the third wish. So it was mm. really smart. I thought mm. it was a snake, but she's like, second wish, I need to be back in my apartment by myself. Mm-hmm. And like, he could have fucked with her there too. But I think leaving her open, now she has one wish left and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I think her story is fucking, this movie would not have worked for me if she hadn't been the lead and everything that she brought to the, she's a great actor. I fucking believed everything she was doing. It was great. Great actor. And she's, very, very good at, at cussing out the Wishmaster. Some excellent son of a bitch and all this kind yeah. of like really fuck getting you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She's so good. good. That was powerful. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the, the f bombs in this movie are nicely just dropped in too. It, mm-hmm. It's not like excessively done. But when the gin just like says fuck, it's like wow, he's fucking. This is great. I love that. It's sort of like when I play D and D now, and it's like we're all just talking like we're pretending it's this fake world, but we all just sort of talk like it is now. And it's just like, it's nice to see the gin adapt wearing 90 suits and just yeah. sort of talking like a slimy, slimy fucking sex past of the nineties. I mean, there's so, I mean, it was a, it was a real cavalcade of slimy men. This film, it can't be understated how, how literally every male character was super, super slimy and weird and creepy. And like the three female characters were just like, like, normal rounded characters <laughs> like yeah real yeah the, like, the professor so is so cool professor's great. great yeah definitely a runner-up in the mvp i think if she'd had more to do she would have maybe maybe taken it over but yeah she's fucking awesome she's great and i love it for a movie of that era especially like a horror movie where most were pretty male driven stories mm-hmm. about women just being like either sex objects to be murdered or mm-hmm. whatever the whole the whole tropes are it's cool to have like a powerful woman character talk to another powerful woman character and it's like that's the story it's it's really yes yeah. it was like i don't know if it was ahead of its time but it's definitely better than most shit happening at the time it was yeah fun. absolutely that's another another big tick in the box for wishmaster i think it's got that going for it the real real good sort of yeah i, I just love it so much it's one of my favorites do you have a do you have an mvp i do i was it was a, it's a tough one. I've I've I vacillated between uh, the professor, Professor Derleth, and Johnny Valentine, uh, but I had to go with Johnny Valentine purely yeah. because of how much I love Tony Todd. Uh, everything he's in, he just lights up the screen. He's great. He's great in in Star Trek as as Worf's brother Kern. He's incredible as Candyman. Uh, I think he's in an episode yeah. of Deep Space Nine as a, an a, an older Jake Sisko, and he's just. A legend. I loved. In fact, I mean, I guess a special mention to all of the all of the star horror horror luminaries that are in it. You've got like Robert England yeah. as Beaumont and Kane Hodder as the security guard that gets turned into a door that then yeah. gets shattered. Um, it's Angus right, Scrib, Angus Scrib doing the narration as well. Like, yep. So it's so cool. You can like that's the Wes Craven energy. It's mm-hmm. like. He just sort of got his people together to yeah. have a lot of fun doing this. It was, it's, yeah. And also, um, another podcast yarn string to connect two verses, uh, Andrew Manfred or whatever his fucking name oh, is, the yes, Man- person Man- who did the Free- score. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah Manfredini. Yeah. From Halloween or Friday the 13th. Yeah. Returning favorite. Yeah. So it's cool, just like weird connections between strange little horror movies it's it must have been beautiful quite a world to have been in in the 90s to just sort of ride that wave yeah yeah sort of sucks that it's i don't know i haven't seen the new scream um i haven't either it's meant to be good i've heard good things about it yeah i'm just sort of it's like i don't really know what era of film we're in right now like there's nothing Mm. i guess we're just in the fucking marvel world at this point and hopefully escaping yeah. soon mm. it's like front yeah sort of bloated franchises sort of ruling the roost doesn't leave a lot of room for films like this films that you would have that would come out of the cinema and you'd go and see and it would be just a, a, a you know it didn't turn out to be a one-off you know there's four of them but like a weird new idea right loves new love idea let's see time has been sort of like crafting has been put into it and obviously, I'm sure that lots of people work very hard on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but Wishmaster's better. Yeah, they better. sure did. They sure did. They worked really hard. But, yeah. but you can see the work that you can see, see and feel the work and the passion in yeah. films like Wishmaster because it's all there on the screen. Everyone's ha- everyone seems to be having a, an amazing time. Like, every, yeah. it's just great. It's just fun. Fun, joyful, kind of goofy, cartoonish horror. That's made with love. Did you see Mad God? Mad God? That's yes. What it's called? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very, very much a fan. That was incredible. And that's like incredible. Just like to see. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is when you can like literally see the thumbprint on a puppet, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like this, I don't know. It's just different than watching Paul Rudd stand ghostily 
in a green room acting to no one in quantum mania that movie was it's like i had to turn it off it was making me uncomfortable it, it i watched it um with my housemate and we've been watch, we've watched all the sort of marvel films together as, mm-hmm. as they've come out over the years and and usually after a, a marvel film we'd be having like some sort of chat about like you know say watching winter soldier like oh that was good that was quite tense this was fun right. that was fun and the only thing i could remember about uh, <laughs> quantumania was the bit where michael douglas goes holy shit that guy looks like broccoli because <laughs> it's just like a dude that's got like a broccoli head and it, and that's all i can remember about it so yeah I, it sucks bad. but yeah this, bad. i'm so excited thanks so much for um putting me here in the in the gin's world um and do you think we might have a, another guest for this number two or no? I don't. It's possible, but it might just be me. But, may, okay. but we'll, well see. We'll see it's what happens. Too. But see who else we can trap inside these, this fire opal that we find ourselves trapped yes. inside. Yes. Cool. Well, um, this has been a great... Uh, yeah. I just, it just... It makes you... Be careful what you wish for, I guess is... Be careful what you wish for? Yeah. That's, that is... Right? I think and word and word it carefully if you must wish. That's it. If you absolutely have to wish, just be very, very careful about the wording. Yeah, one of my my second wish was like an elaborate wallet that always had like a certain amount of money in it. But then I also was like, but it also can't be more than five feet away from me at any time. That was like when I was like eight. I was like, this is what I want. I want a wallet that always has a hundred dollars in it, but it like was always near me, so no one can steal it. That's incredible. I think maybe you're the wishmaster by the sounds of things. <laughs> These are the things. I don't think he could fuck. Like, what would he do? How would he? I mean, I guess he could have it always be like in my tummy. It's inside you. <laughs> yeah. It's inside your tummy. <laughs> you have to, you have to defecate you money. <laughs> yes, you Every wish. time I want a hundred bucks, I have to shit out my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. All right. We'll be back for Wishmaster 2 uh soon so unless you uh wish for something yeah we'll be back as you wish (laughs) 